Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Good evening and welcome to Vikings Happy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Ortega, and I have the privilege of introducing Brandon Crockett, good buddy of mine, joining the show tonight. Brandon, how you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great. I really appreciate you bringing me on. Uh, hopefully, I can fill some big shoes tonight and uh, and keep this train rolling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, we got our ever-reliable Dave. Uh, he's joining the show, producing the show, doing everything for the show. Dave, how you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. What am I not doing wonderful? Except after <laughs> Vikings lost. I had a fantastic day, another day up and breathing. It's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the, I love the positivity. So I want to, you know, again, quick, just introduce Brandon here, you know, first time on the show. Uh, Brandon, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I'm Brandon. I grew up uh, for a majority within the, the Twin Cities area and uh, went to school in Mankato and, and uh, I've been in Raleigh for the last 10 years or so, Raleigh, North Carolina. But uh, I still remain true to my uh, my Vikings fandom, and uh, wouldn't imagine it any other way. Unfortunately, <laughs> down by Jr. Uh, you know, one of the OG climbing. The yeah, 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 yeah. Jr. is close to me. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. What are we What are we all drinking tonight, fellas? I got my uh, Basil Hayden toast, which was gifted Ooh. to me by uh, Crockett <laughs> and. Uh, and his buddy Antonio, when they came up to watch the Seahawks game, and I know Joseph's in the uh, the comments already in here. I'm sure he'd like to get his hands on this uh, whiskey. He's a big whiskey guy. The bottle got, looked Brandon? empty. Well, I we, you know I, I you know I just we drank a lot of it. it. So, <laughs> ooh, I just filled this bad boy up for the show. Hey, so, that's yeah, it is empty. For. So it's beautiful wow, you, though. I mean, look at like look at the details on this bottle. I mean, it's just the kind of nice metal and. I don't know. It's just, I think it's a gorgeous bottle. So I'm going to have to keep that one. Great whiskey too. Um, I'm drinking something simple tonight. I was going to go with some angels envy. So that would have been kind of rivaling what you had, but I just got a, uh, I just got a Sierra Nevada torpedo, man. Nothing, it's nothing good, special, right? but, uh, but it's a dependable beer mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, it's a good one. So I'm drinking more of the Carbach brewery. Between Austin and Houston, light Local, circus okay. hazy IPA, and as uh, one of my best friends Ted Glover says, it's one of my favorite bean sprout IPAs. <laughs> well, you know, every single time you bring up a beer from that brewery, it always just looks delicious, and the uh, the creativity on the cans is wonderful. Oh, yeah. So they've got a good graphics yeah, person. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Very good. You know, shout out to, you know, all of our fans watching here today. We got Mary, ever reliable, always on. It looks like she's drinking a Captain and Coke. Uh, we got Raymond here again, of course. Uh, Joseph, probably in with some whiskey. Uh, Miles, Miles, he is not more your friend than mine. Uh, but hey, uh, October best for Miles. So, you know, very good, very good. A lot of good activity on the chat. Um, nice. Quick, you know, I, I want to jump right in because we got a lot to cover tonight. Um, the weekend, you know, we, we had it. We had a game against the Browns. 
I was super excited about this game. Actually, it was my number one circled game of the year for me, uh, just given the fact that Baker Mayfield is my favorite player in the league and just the opportunity to watch him live and hopefully for us to be able to beat them. Um, and and that really fell short of expectation. I went to the, uh, went to the game with my son. Um, we were both hype. He was wearing his Oklahoma Baker Mayfield jersey because I wasn't going to allow him to wear a Browns jersey. And um, – and unfortunately, uh, he stunk it up. He stunk it up worse than anyone else, I think, on the field, uh, besides maybe Garrett Bradbury and Rashad Hill. Uh, he, yeah. he was probably the worst player on the field on Sunday. And then, and then we lose anyway. Like, what, what is with that? Crockett, talk to me about that. What are your takeaways? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, unfortunately, another, another embarrassing loss on the season, right? Another one that's probably in our grasp and another one that we're looking at you know, if we make one or two plays in each of those three games that we lost this year, I mean, we're, we're talking about potentially a 4-0 team, but now we're talking about a 1-3 and team. Um, that's a game right there where, like, even not, not only just Baker, but, like, even I thought um, Stefanski calling plays, um, a lot of head scratchers, right? And I don't think those play calls necessarily put Baker in the best position to make plays. Um so you know, in the end, I think. But but when he's when he's missing wide open players because he's shorting it or overthrowing it, I mean, he's making calls that that I mean, OBJ was wide open like three times. Baker missed. Um, mm-hmm. He missed Higgins on a throw on I think it was like a post route. Um, I mean, he just had so many throws where it's like I, I'm sitting here like trying to contain my excitement because it looked like a sure thing, and then I'm like, what? Like, cause yeah, I obviously yeah. don't want to cheer for them to play well. Right. So like I had to contain that when Baker would make a good play, but I didn't even have to do that all game. No, there's nothing to cheer about on either side, unfortunately. And, um, uh, I mean, you could say so many things about coulda, shoulda, woulda with, with what we were doing schematically against this team. I think, I think the first thing I just can't look past is how badly we were offensive line wise um and, and and just protecting kirk I, I i don't know if i saw it right but was it was there a stat out there that showed half of kirk's dropbacks resulted in a pressure right and like more that, than half or more than half like that's insane I, and i and when i was watching the game i thought it was it seemed like every play they were clipping kirk and and i'm surprised we were holding strong and that's why i thought we really had a chance especially late you know, I'm thinking we're going to make a big play. Here we go. We're going to make a big play, and that big play never came. Unfortunately, the big play came on the other side when Kirk threw that interception. But you know, allowing that many pressures, Hill I think was most of them. Um, I, I, I don't think Udo had a great game either. Um, but well, Udo, but like Udo's was the worst. I think he gave up. It was eight, I think eight pressures. I'll bring that up real quick and look. Well, and 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 right. Um, you know, Hill. I I get it. You know, he's, he's going up against the freak Miles Garrett, but like schematically for the Vikings, I didn't really see a lot. I mean, like we had at one point, there was a play where Conklin was lined up one-on-one and we weren't, there was, there was no other player trying to chip at Miles and, 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 and Miles comes in and, and, and wreaks havoc and, and deservedly so. Um, we didn't do anything to really keep those pressures down and they were back there almost every play I felt like, so. Um, that was like the number one glaring issue that I saw. Um, obviously we talked about the big play. There wasn't really many, uh, but when they mattered, 
they were towards the end. Kirk interception was kind of gut wrenching. I get why we tried to you know make a big play like that, but um, it came on yeah, an and unfortunate I'm not mad part. About that. You, yeah, I'm no, not no. mad about that no, no, play, no. you know, because the one the one big gripe that I've had ever usually ever with Kirk is that he likes to dump that ball off and and and, and you know take the checkdowns, which is fine. It's effective, I guess. But um I, I like to see those chance plays and obviously he chose a bad one, right? I mean I think Thielen was he double no, he wasn't double covered. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember from actually watching the the play live, but um I, I saw him throw it up yeah. and it didn't look like Thielen was even in position to be open. Uh so I didn't it didn't even look like he could throw him open. And, he tried to I think um, he tried to cut underneath uh and 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 then thus right uh I forget who got the interception at that point, but I mean he just jumped right underneath Thielen at that point and uh and that greedy was it, right? it was greedy. That's right, it was greedy. Um so yeah, that was tough, right? Um, another glaring thing that we just have to shore up if we're going to make any type of improvement, right, is on is on, you know the stopping the run. You know where where is this where is this uh, you know double headed monster and Tomlinson and Pierce? Like I know Pierce is banged up, so he had, we have a little bit of an excuse there. But like, and and Barr's been out, and a lot of people think Barr is going to be the savior for you know patching up the run game, but like. We can't be giving up, you know, like, you know, your boy, Joe Mixon, you know, 127 yards, Chase Edmonds is averaging almost six yards a carry. I mean, they didn't really run the ball against us, but like when they did, they were getting nice chunks. Um, Chris Carson was getting nice chunks against us. Uh, you know, Chubb got a hundred yards on us. Uh, I think, I think Hunt had 69, which is a nice number. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but I think, you know, you can't, you can't, we can't be giving up run plays like that like chunk plays we're giving up five, six yards a chunk. And, and uh, that's not what this defense is going to be built upon going into this year. We took a lot of pride in getting those D tackles and really solidifying the middle so that we weren't going to get that stuff up and we're doing the exact opposite. So that's, that's tough for me to swallow at this point, uh, you know, defensively. And, and what I will say quickly on that is it does seem like a lot of the plays that they are making these other teams, not just the Browns, um, we're on the outside, right? Like not up the middle necessarily, but, you know, outside zone, um, trying to get away from Pierce and Tomlinson and, and trying to run more at our, you know, defensive ends and, and our corners and, you know, linebackers. And obviously we thought Barr, um, who is a pretty good run, uh, run stuffing linebacker, um, it, it's been tough. Um, Dave, quick, you know, any, any other takeaways outside of what Crockett said so far around the game? I know you like to live in the trenches a little bit. Uh, any, any other insights there? I think you're muted. Uh-oh. Dave, I think you're muted. Muted. Hey, there you I go. I am muted. There you that go. Helps. All right, everybody on the line except for Brian O'Neill had pressures uh, logged against them. Uh, we had two from uh, Bradbury in Cleveland. However, Cleveland also got an extra hurry, which how they differentiate between a pressure and a hurry. That's three total there. <laughs> um, Oli Udo had eight. Uh, Rashad Hill had an no, old Rashad Hill takes a cake. He had 10 and he had the only yeah, sack given up. That is horrible. And when it comes to blocking, they did chip block, but the chips missed. Um, yeah. you just, it was, 
extremely frustrating. And they tried moving stuff, but it didn't work. They tried setting up the wall. It didn't work. Uh, your next step is to move Kirk, and that didn't work. And it's just... <clears throat> Yeah, I want to see Kirk move out of the pocket more when there's situations like that. If you got Garrett on one side, run him out the pocket on the other side. Get away from him. But when he did that, the other dude, Jadavian, was dead on his heels. Right there, it, yep. It it didn't work on Sunday. On the defensive side, the defensive run game, believe it or not, if you look at the each individual stats – if you're looking at play stats, isn't really that bad. They hold them to two or three yards per play good most of the time. That other bit of the time, Brandon, you nailed it. They give up the chunk yards. Chunk and, and it's yeah. just, hey, if you hold them great for 90% of the time and that last 10%, you're giving up you know, 10, 15, 18-yard runs, it blows the rest of the rest of it away. Um, you can't do that. Is Anthony Barr Dave, coming back the answer? Yeah, right. Dave, uh, remember remember the third and 20 where we gave up, uh, was it Hunt that ran like 30 plus on that third and 20? And like... On a draw. <laughs> that's like, that's that's like unacceptable. Yeah, we knew the draw was coming. Everybody knew the draw was coming. They're, they're, they weren't playing for anything. They just wanted to try to get a good position on the punt and they... And Kareem Hunt had nobody near him to go to, to, to go 33 yards. So that was unacceptable, right? And it just echoes the point that, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Anthony Barr, to your point, Dave. I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's the know, front it's, four it's, necessarily or if it's or, or if it's a combination of both. Uh, but something needs to get fixed quick because if we don't stop the run – we're not going to stop anything on this defense right well, now because and it our, comes secondary, down to, our secondary is what it is. Like you said, that one or two plays and then we lose the game. Well, if you take out that 10% they're giving up chunk yardage, I'm betting those one or two plays don't matter anymore because yeah, we are winning. Um, now, you're then it transfers back to the secondary and you have Brashad Breland getting beat like a, you know, like, Adrian Peterson's kid, but oh Jesus, um, he went there. Hey, it's bad. Adrian, yeah, it, well, it is. Brashad Breeland's bad. bad. Yeah. The only good thing about it was that Cam Dantzler, the needle, came in and actually played well for the most part. Or when yeah. he wasn't playing well, didn't get caught or got lucky when the ball bounced off his head. At least he could do yeah. that. Trey Wayne's couldn't. He was do in. That. He was in the right place. Yeah, he, he was, was in the, the right, right place. place. I mean, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, let, let, let's go there real quick. And again, and I, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you know, obviously we've been pretty negative so far on this show and, and I want to try to, I'm known for being <laughs> negative, but that's, that's when I'm, uh, you know, talking and not the host. So I want to try to bring up a little positivity here. What was good about this game? I know there's not a lot, but one thing that I noticed was Cam Dancer seemed to play his, uh, play pretty well in, in the opportunities he got. Um, Either one of you take take the Cam Dancer take. Um, any other any other highlights or any other positives we can take from this game? Yeah, I liked. Um, I thought like Blake Lynch flashed a lot. Um, he was kind of all over the field. Uh, Armand Watts got a lot of run, um, and he I saw him in a lot of piles. Um, so so you know those guys are those guys are coming off the bench, bringing energy, getting involved in plays. I like that. 
Um, you know, I'll continue to, you know, I've echoed to Ryan. Um, uh, I think the wide receiver three are to stay, you know, they keep targeting Osborne. I'm really liking how they're uh, uh, utilizing him in the past game. Uh, you know, he didn't make a ton of splash plays last game, but you can tell that they're trying to get him involved um, in any way that they can. Um, so I like what they're doing there. Um, and hey, man, shout out to the punter. Jordan Berry, man, I, I like seeing a guy being able to kick at 50 yards. Uh, we were used to Colquitt for a few years. He was good at coffin corners. He really, 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 really ticked me off when he would punt it only 40 yards outside of, you know, coffin corner kicks. Um, but uh, shout out to Jordan Berry. I don't know if he gets a lot of shout outs on the show, but I'll give him one. He's well, been kicking he the should. ball. The kickers last. have been doing well. And Barry, I'll, I'll be watching or I'll be listening. And I hear, oh, he just kicked a returnable one. It went for 62, and special teams stopped him on an eight yeah, yard yeah. run. Yeah, net seven. Or That's something, net right? 54 bad. yards, people. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That is brilliant. Mm. Yeah, you yep. can't ask for much better than that out of your punter. Um, I, I'm going to give a quick shout-out, too. I mean, all I know is this season, a, a, almost every single time we target D.D. Westbrook, it, it ends up in a positive play. So I think we need to do that more uh, because he had a he had a good catch that I thought was going to start. Yeah, catch. A little, yeah, a, a little right. yeah he, he had one good catch. He got targeted once, and it was a good catch, and I thought it was going to spark a little something until our – Again, offensive line went to went to shit. So, um, well, and it right, wasn't just so, that. And you saw Kirk Cousins getting seeing ghosts. Um, yeah, I mean, he started playing scared. Obviously, as soon as that offensive line started letting up those pressures. But hey, I mean, you, me, Crockett, you know, Miles, anyone on this show that typically is on this show, if, if you see Miles Garrett coming your way that often, you're you're going to be seeing ghosts as well. So, uh, I'm not giving Kirk a pass. He needs to be able to you know, overcome some of that adversity and, and make plays. And part of that's on the offensive coordinator, I think, as well, uh, setting up plays that will, you know, allow us to mitigate that. Um, but anyway, I digress. Let's let's move on kind of moving forward. We're not going to get the Lions game quite yet. I want to talk quick around um, the just the season as a whole. What do the Vikings need to do to turn the season around? Obviously, we're one and three. Um, not a great start, but we're in a lot of these games. I, I'm not taking no moral victories. But we're in a lot of these games. What can we do to turn these, you know, one play here to a win, one play here to win? How can we turn those one plays to wins versus these losses? Crockett, why don't you take this one? Yeah, tough question, man. Um, it's hard to pinpoint one area because I do think it's multiple areas that we need to see improvement on. Um, you know, I, I, I think about the defense a lot, right? Again, this is supposed to be Zimmer's defense. This is supposed to be, you know, you know, Zimmer's kind of playing for his job. Zimmer doubled down and said, you know what, we're going to spend our free agent cash on defensive acquisitions. So I've been really looking at the defense this year. And, and, and you know, again, not trying to be negative, but it's been a little bit disappointing the first four games out, just the lack of consistency we've seen, especially in the secondary. I mean – have we forced a turnover outside of outside of Arizona? I don't know. You probably can't look this up, Dave. But have we forced a turnover outside of uh, out of outside of the Arizona game? I don't think we have. And if we haven't, right, that's that's kind of concerning, right? Like no forced fumbles to my mm-hmm. recollection that have been recovered. I, I know I know Woods had an interception in Arizona, and and obviously Vigil had the uh, the return for touchdown. But like we need to get more aggressive on defense, and I, I don't know. I think we have the I think we have the talent to be able to do it, but I don't know what's what's what from an execution standpoint. I know again we can look at Barr, we can look at the uh, the issues with Breland at corner, 
um, and 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 uh, and maybe some issues along the, op, you know, the 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 front four. But we should be better on defense, right? And I think if we get there and we stop allowing these guys to score, I mean, outside of the Browns game, right? But like, if we're, if we're not allowing our opponents to score twenty five plus, we could be in some games because our offense has been good enough. So if we improve on the defensive side, that's right. That's where I think we can turn it around. Um, uh, one other quick point, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying I'm pro Kirk. I'm not saying I'm even, you know, uh, negative Kirk here, but I would like to see uh, the same type of Kirk in the, in the second half of games that I do see in the first half of games. I do think he kind of fades off in the second half. Um, and, and, and again, not sure what statistical analysis is out there, but just my eye test shows me that, you know, Kirk's playing catch up in the second half, maybe not necessarily being as effective as you could be. Uh, you know, our first drives of our games were effective, right? I'd like yeah. to see that throughout. I think he plays well in the first half. I don't know what happens in the second half, but um, I'd like to see that consistency from Kirk in the second half and the first half. Um, and then again, I think echoing the defensive thing, just stop the run. Stop the run. Yeah. Stop allowing chunk plays. Um, we do those things, three things, you know, and I think it's going to bring us somewhere. Um, sure. Not sure where, but it's going to give us some improvement. And, and to talk and to talk a quick around those stats that you're talking about first half, second half, Kirk. Actually, your buddy Jake asked that question on Twitter uh, before the show, and uh, in the tweet he says we're you know roughly 76 percent completion percentage and eight touchdowns in the first half of games this year, and uh, in the second half he's roughly 60 ish percent uh, with one touchdown. So um, I, I don't know if this is on Kirk. I don't know if this is on the coaching staff. Um, in terms of making adjustments at halftime, uh, adjusting to the defense, adjusting. Um, so, which brings me to my kind of next topic here, Dave. Um, who's you know who's at fault here? You know, in terms of the struggles that we're going through, I know you know a lot of people like to blame you know Coach Zimmer, right? In terms of his philosophy, um, and Clint Kubiak in terms of his ability to you know you know make you know, positive play calls. Um, some people like to blame Kirk. Some people like to blame the offensive line. Some people are blaming Rick Spielman for everything, right? So who's to blame with, for our troubles here? And obviously it's probably a mixture of a little bit of everything, but you know, in your eyes, who's kind of most at fault? I heard it today. The Wolves were being blamed that they've let this go on long enough without mm. uh, stopping it and changing it up. Mm. And, you know, we've gone through eight years of Mike Zimmer. We are back to basically a 500 team under him with one good season, 2017. And that's it. It's time for a change. And they need to step yeah. it up and change it. Now. So sh- should we let everything burn, Dave? I hate you're the, doing... you're the most You're the most positive Vikings fan I know. You always are just on the positive side of we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. Should we burn it all down, Dave? Do we finally if, break you? If they get the chemistry together and can do the things they have the ability to do or exceed what they can do, like, you know, go beyond, which can happen in some people, this could turn into a Cinderella season. Um, do I believe that's going to happen? No, I do not. I do I hope it is? Oh yeah, that's my wish. Do I believe it's going to happen? No. Um I think I don't think there's much we can do and uh and if 
They lose to the Lions. And then the um, Carolina, uh, it's, you're, you're probably going to start seeing the beginning of a house cleaning. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, if, what if can they one, do? We start one and five. We're 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 cleaning house. I mean, there's, um, there's no way if we lose to this weekend, we might start cleaning house. Right. I mean, it's it's, just, that was going to be my point. Yeah, I think he's on a shorter leash, in my opinion. But that's just me. What can we do? Yeah, you got to stick with the fundamentals. Uh, Rashad Hill. I watched uh, one of the clips where he just got um, put on his tail and that happened I think three times in the game his his fundamentals were wrong his feet were too wide he was too high up uh his and you've heard me go on about linemen properly should be over their feet their weight should be over the balls of their feet their feet should be a little bit wider than shoulder width and actually what I haven't said before is your feet should be towed in a little bit because you're stronger muscles that way um but he should. He wasn't squared to the line. He squared up to the rusher, and he was too high. It was a simple, quick bam to the chest. He went over. Kirk Cousins is under pressure. Those are classic fundamentals. Um, if the lineman's doing what he's supposed to, you don't have that many of those plays because the fundamentals will defeat that. Um Sure. And it's I I talk up Phil Rauscher. I think Phil Rauscher's done one of the best jobs we've seen as an offensive line coach that we've had in a while up until Sunday, right? And the whole line was relative trash on Sunday. Even Brian O'Neill didn't do do that well on Sunday. It's yeah. just it's frustrating. They've got to get it. I don't know if it's a knock on the head or if it's, you know, something that changes things up has to be done because if they continue the way they are, this is going to be a very disappointing season to the fans. And we're going to be thinking about the draft way earlier than the Wilfs want us to. Yep. I'm already, I'm already thinking about it. I mean, unfortunately, I'm already thinking about the drafts. So. I was just gonna Go say, ahead. so like, so, so Dave, to your point, right? If 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 we're all kind of speculating, like, if Zim's kind of really on a hot seat, and 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 us three are kind of saying, hey, he's probably gonna get cut midseason if we don't get things turned around. At that point, this season's already disappointing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a change necessarily changes our season outlook at all. Um, well, we're that, prob- we're, but we're probably changing our mindset to, okay, now we're just we're playing for draft pick position, which can be depressing because this this franchise has done that a lot, um, and 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 I will I will tout Zimmer for at least at least changing the um, the perception of this team in his eight year tenure, right? Like I do think we've had some really really good seasons. I think you guys would be able to echo that. Um, but we just haven't we haven't like outside of you know obviously you know the Philly debacle um, in the NFC Championship game um, we haven't really stayed up here it's it's just like the one season of you know you call it whatever you want the best football we ever played and then we just kind of we've stayed on this little line right here man right here and that line's good but it you know 
us fans, we're but, craving but for our higher more. expectations. Yeah, we need higher right. expectations, and yeah, and we can't be okay with these, you know, playoff fringe playoff to playoff team, and then a five hundred team, and then a playoff team, and then a five hundred team. And this year, we're already on track to not even make the playoffs when it's supposed to be our turn. And and either way, we shouldn't be okay with that. We shouldn't be good with an on and off thing here. Um, let, let's digress a little bit here. I just want to give a couple of shout outs to the fans. Uh, one bar, he said this is the three best looking beards he's seen uh, <laughs> in, one, in one sitting. You know, I appreciate it. I don't think Crocker and I have anything on Dave. Uh, that oh, beard's fantastic. Long. But no, but that's impressive, it, Dave. I can't. I can't it, do what impressive. Dave does, man. Like Dave, Dave, like that takes determination, and it actually like. There is a and skill well in, right. I was about to say there is a skill to grooming that, and then just having the discipline to do it. But on top of that, everything else, man, like you got to have the right type of growth, right? Wow, like if yeah. I tried to do that, it'd be long mine and gangly and out. stupid looking. Yeah, yeah mine looks dumb. Yeah. So shout out to Dave for sure. <laughs> well, shout thanks, out guys. To Dave. Now this took many, many years. Um, uh, now it's I started growing it in 2013, and I have. Not shaved it off since, I don't believe. I've trimmed it, obviously, but never shaved it. Sure. No, that's great. Yeah, I and shaved I to keep most mine. of my adult life being in the military. I was tired of shaving. So, yeah. Nope. Yeah. I, 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 I had a COVID one going for a while last year, and it, it was out to about here, but it was, like I said, it wasn't well-groomed. I wasn't using the beard balm well enough, the beard oils. Like, it just, it was just a mess, and I finally had to give it up. But, yeah, let, let's let's move on to the future here. Let's go on to the Lions. Uh, we obviously play them this week. Uh, again, it's got to be a must-win game. I mean, obviously we can lose the game, but I don't think uh, – Tanishka said that, you know, she doesn't think that there's going to be any coaching changes. I, I can't imagine if we lose to an 0-4 Owen, Owen um, Lions, Lions team that, that, that uh, he's going to be able to keep his job. But, you know, who knows? You know, we, we're not Thanks, future readers Jason. here. But what I will say is that, you know, we have a big game ahead of us here. Um, they're hurt. You know, we're kind of hurt. We have a couple of uh, players that are you know, not practicing today, one of them being Dalvin Cook. I think – perfect. Yeah, I think I think Dalvin Cook was a do not uh, – did not practice. There Again, you go. If you can read but, it, if I need to expand it, let me know. No, we're, we're all right. Um, so, you know, the, the, the big headline there is Dalvin Cook. And then, of course, Michael Pierce. I think they said he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um their strongest part of their game is probably their run game. All right. So Crockett, I'll, I'll send this one off to you here. How do you see this game playing out from their running backs versus our run game, given that they got DeAndre Swift? Um, I think he's averaging, if I remember correctly here, let me look, 80, almost 85 yards, total yards a game. They got um, Jamal Williams, who's been a solid contributor for them as well. Uh, the run game's sneakily, sneaky, kind of good. Not great, but kind of good. So talk to me. How, how, how can we contain these guys? How can we stop uh, stop that run game? Uh, I'm, I, I mean, I think it's going to come in the trenches, man. I think, I think the guys up the middle, that's got to be where our focus is going to be, right? Um, you know, Swift is a little shifty, right? Uh, Jamal, not so much, but... Um, uh, I really do think we, if, if we clog the middle, right, and force them to run outside and we actually game plan for that, um, I think we're going to have a shot to just holding both of those guys, right? Um, uh, you know, Jamal actually had a good game last week. Uh, was, was Swift hurt? I think Swift got hurt, didn't he? Or, uh, uh, I can't remember what the, what the game plan was there, but um, they're both two competent backs, 
um, and, and they both have little different styles. But I think, uh, you know, Pierce being out, that's going to hurt us. So Sheldon's going to have to step up. But at the same time, like guys like Armand Watts and 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 other guys that are rotating in that in that other uh, D tackle spot are gonna have to step up too, right? Because obviously Sheldon plays more of a pass rush, you know, uh, significance for us. But other guys are gonna have to start clogging up that middle. Um, and 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 look, the elephant in the room is is Anthony Barr as good as some say he is. I think I think he is. Is he going to be the difference maker in the run game per se? To be determined. But I think when we we can, you know, I think we're going to have him scheduled back. Um, so bringing back Bar, having more emphasis, you know, in the middle. Um, I think that's what's going to be a good start to getting this run game under control. Sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Dave, uh, you love the trenches like we've mentioned in the past here. We have another juicy matchup this week. Um, our best pass rusher, Daniel Hunter, against highly touted first round pick number six overall penny sewell um i hear he is not having the greatest of years uh, nope. so far this year uh, he's a rookie how how can we leverage uh you know daniel hunter to create a lot of pressure both in the run game but also in the past uh past game uh and and, and create some pressure for jerry Goff? oh i i think it's gonna be should be relatively easy. Daniel Hunter's going to school Panay. It's Panay was great coming out of college, number one prospect. I would have loved to have the Vikings have drafted him, right? But that yeah. still doesn't stop the knowledge and wisdom of an all-pro defensive end going against a rookie, and uh, <clears throat> who's playing on the right side. By the way, he's normally right. a left left side guy. Right. So, you know, he's, he's kind of playing a little bit out of position and, and yeah, to your point, Daniel's not a, he's not and, a slap. So, right. Yeah. And Panay is hurt. What was it? Uh, mm-hmm. he was oops, wrong one. Um, let's see. Panay was up there with, uh, did not play and may not yeah. play. So, um, I still think, our defensive line beats their offensive line. For the most part, and I hate saying this because it's going to come and bite us in the butt, for the most part, Detroit doesn't have a lot of talent or they aren't playing well. We're mm-hmm. playing better than mm-hmm. Detroit is with who they have. We match up better. Detroit mm-hmm. is a bad team now they're growing they got the brand new head coach dan campbell right bite your kneecaps off dan campbell right so (laughs) it's uh they're gonna grow over the next few years and i expect in the next three years they'll come up on their um you know once a decade competing for the nfc north like they normally do tanishka is right Ragnall's out. Um, they're they're down three starting offensive linemen and Taylor right. Decker, Frank Ragnall, and then potentially Penny Sewell. So if I this mean, is if, not a get right game for our defensive line, even with Pierce out, I don't know what is because we're not going to see it from here on out. Right, the Panthers' defense is good; it's legit, and then we go into the gauntlet stage of the schedule. So. 
This has to be their get-right game. I believe it will be their get-right game. It, it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they're they're depleted everywhere. I mean, that offensive line for them is very hurt. They're secondary. They're without their uh, Jeff Akuda. He's on the IR. Um, they had another injury this weekend, I think, to another starting corner. I forget the name. Uh, so they're they're down to scrubs uh, in, in the secondary as well, at least at cornerback. So, however, and, and again, I, I we, we we were saying this Tanishka week one, right? Right we're, on this one. We we were saying this week one in terms of you know defensive lines not the great and i i try to warn us that you know the bengals defensive line is a lot better than we think it is but their secondary is depleted they got a they got uh you know whoever eli apple whoever we should feast right we didn't do it okay i i don't think we're gonna have a repeat of that and jinxing ourselves this week i th- this this defense is depleted this their offensive line is depleted they don't really have good receivers on their team however I don't sleep on that. Don't sleep on Cephas, man. All right. Don't sleep on him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's playing well. However, last year we played Khalif Raymond as a member of the Titans and he put up outside the touchdowns, but he put up Randy Moss like numbers, three catches on on three tack on three targets for 118 or something yards. How are we going to be able to limit with our struggling ish secondary? How is Brashad Breland and Cam Dancer going to be able to limit you know, mini Moss in 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 uh, uh, in Raymond here, Crockett. Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, I, I I don't think I'm just going to go out and say it. I don't think Breland is the answer. Uh, you know, we're going to have to find a different way. I don't know what that exact way is, to be honest. Um, that but exact that's going to have pressure. Lots. Yeah, lots I was about to say. Pressure. I was about to say. You know what, Dave? That's a great point. Let's get let's 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 activate this pass rush outside of Daniel Hunter. Let's see somebody else. You know, uh, you know, it's a shame that you know Pierce is hurt because you know Pierce's first couple games actually was showing his uh, his creativity and getting to the quarterback, and that was like the only blip on the radar that I saw outside of Daniel that was able to do it. Everson uh, Griffin's so, having a good season so far. But ever, he, ever since ever since doing great in a rotational but he's spot, on a I agree. Pitch count. Yeah, purposely. Um, like, and Andre went over that today. I love, uh, you know, I, I've always liked DJ Wanham's talent, but DJ Wanham right now is not, he's not producing. He's not so, generating so, pressures. If he was just right. given, you know, I could I could give up the sacks. If the dude's generating 30, 40, 50 pressures a season and has minimal sacks, that's cool. He's doing his job. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's but not the case with DJ. Wanham's, that's not the case. You're not getting the you're not getting the pressures and you're not getting the sacks and you're and he's not good against the run. So and, and, and I'm done holding out hope and I'm done holding out hope that we're going to make Anthony Barr uh, a, a specialist in this area because we've yet to see it. We've we've heard we've heard coaches talk about the potential of it happening. We've actually put Barr in situations, uh, you know. It's all situational, but we put him in positions to be able to be that. And I don't know if we're just not giving him – I say we're probably not giving him much of a chance to do more in that area, but, like, we're not going to get that from him. So, like, where's that going to come from? I don't know. Um, my sense is that they're going to try to do whatever they can against Daniel and try to limit, you know, if it's Panay or if whoever's going to be playing right tackle on Sunday – um, they're going to give a lot of attention to him. So it's going to give an opportunity for one of these guys, maybe two of these guys to step up. 
And I, yep. maybe it's creative blitzes, right? Maybe it's creative delayed blitzes. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out of the playbook from Patterson, but um, we got to see somebody step up in that area. Absolutely, Dave, for sure. Real quick, real quick, uh, la- last comment on this game. Uh, well, I'm sorry, last comment on specifics, and then we'll get to kind of what excites us and scares us. But, um, Dave, I know that Rashad Hill took first team reps this, uh, today, uh, based on what I saw. Um, but there, there's a good chance that Derrissaw does play. I mean, hopefully, right? Hopefully. What can we ex- what can we expect from him? What are you most excited of, you know uh, about him potentially taking some snaps on on Sunday? About Derrissaw taking snaps? Yeah, hopefully yes, that he does better than Hill. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I got. As a rookie, I expect him to be average at best. Uh, it's exceptional if a, a rookie offensive lineman is better than average. Um, that's exceptional. Like, uh, um, Werfs, Wills, right. Both those it's guys it's, it's unusual. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. if he's average, um, I'm cool with that. If he doesn't make the mistakes that Hill makes just the bad fundamentals now, but with their I was worried about not necessarily the fundamentals, but about his, attitude and how he quit on plays. Hopefully that's taken care of. He's hopefully realized the errors of his ways when he's gone against good NFL type players in practice even, right? That they'll they'll eat his lunch if he does that. Um well, he's I, I just want to see yeah. him. He's the future. He's Hill is a capable swing tackle. I want to see the future. Especially yeah. if everything goes to absolutely down the um, crapper, you need to get him in. You need to play him. He needs to take his reps and learn from there. He can't do any worse. That well, I shouldn't say that because I was going to say all know Vikings. When we say it can't get worse, it can get worse. Um, it's uh I don't believe he could do worse than Rashad Hill being on his backside three times in a single game. That's just not. Yes, Tanisha, yeah. can, it can always get worse with their team. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I, I want to see him in there. We drafted him there. We drafted his number one pick. Number one pick should start. I don't care who it is with maybe the exception of a quarterback, you know, l- late in the first round type deal that you want to sit First round draft choices should play. We should be able to see what they have. If they aren't good enough to play, why did you draft them there? Um, a mistake. Yep. It, yep. And, and it granted, granted, he's just getting healthy. I mean, he was my number two offensive tackle in this year's class, uh, even over Slater, who Tanishka's Slater probably right on that one. Uh, who Slater is? Yeah, Slater's okay. clearly you know uh, one of the you know elite rookie tackles so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's played lights out. So, um, but and, and as Tanishka had said in, in the comments here, you know he hasn't had a lot of practice reps. Um, he's definitely not taking any reps really with the ones. This, so yeah, he really needs to he really needs to ramp up and get healthy and then ramp up his strength and his conditioning. I mean, I'm guessing that's what they're waiting on. Uh, but gosh, this week would have been a great week for him to to, to give it a go, given their depleted uh, defensive line. Even I mean, uh, they just lost. A, a, I don't know how to say his last name. Akura, um, yep. Romeo, Kuna. Romeo. I know. Yep. Uh, Akura, Akura. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And, um, and in, uh, outside of that, you know, they have Trey flowers. I think he typically lines up, um, more on your, on your uh, right tackle. Um, oh, so, okay, yeah. yeah, so, you know, we definitely would have had a good opportunity for him to, to get us, you know, you know, uh, feet wet in the, in the game. But yeah, as, as she had said, uh, Tanishka had said, there's likely a little chance of that. Uh, let's, let's get a little positivity before we hit lightning round here. Um, what are we most excited about? What matchups are we, you know, frothing at the mouth for, for this game? I'm, I'm, uh, you know, being, being, uh, being in Raleigh here, uh, you know, you know, not, not to your level of Oklahoma, that's just a different level of, of, uh, obsessive behavior, but, um, <laughs> no, it, you know, it, I mean, it's called, it's called true fandom. I'm not like a, I'm not like a wishwasher. I'm ride or die. And you know that more than anyone. And I do, man. I do. Um, but, and, uh, so I'll go. let the people decide what that, is. I'll let the people decide what that is. But, um, uh, uh, Ali McNeil on Detroit who's uh, who went to school here at NC state, you know, McNeil's a, he's a fascinating athlete. Uh, he was a third round pick of Detroit um, local kid here in Raleigh uh, was an all state baseball player and football player. He actually played linebacker uh, in high school. Um, so he's, you know, he's kind of grown into this massive dude plays nose tackle. And I'm really looking forward, uh, not necessarily looking forward, but I'm interesting in seeing how the Vikings end up uh, trying to, to swallow him up with Bradbury as our center, right? Like we know what Bradbury is. I think by this point, uh, I don't want to go too down that rabbit hole, right? I think we all know what that is, but. Um, Wolfpack on Wolfpack crime here. Yeah, as I was say, and we're going Wolfpack on Wolfpack here. So um, that's what I'm going to be looking at from a matchup perspective, because it has some interest to me, but I do think it's interesting too, to see um, how some, you know, we've seen some of these, you know, uh, um, oh gosh, remind me of the uh, the D tackles uh, um, from Cincinnati. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Yeah, oh, there we go. Ogan Joby, Ogan Joby overpowered Bradbury week one. Um, I, you know, even last week, right? There was there was definitely more than a few plays where he was getting pancakes. Malik, Malik uh, really, yeah, really, yeah. Uh, I was, I was, was throwing him around. So, mm-hmm. um. It, it, McNeil has a lot of athletic prowess to him. Uh, I want to see how the Vikings are going to respond to what they've seen out of Bradbury, number one, and help him more. Um, again, I know I think Miles has said it right. Like we shouldn't be at this point because we drafted him first round, and 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 we should have you know we should see you know skill levels develop. But I think at this point, guys, we know what it is. We need to figure out what we're going to do to help protect Garrett now because we know what Garrett is. I think Aleem has that propensity to disrupt. I've seen it, in, you know, when he played at NC State. So that's the matchup I'm looking is at it, most. Is it time to, to you know, obviously they're they're testing this out a little bit in the uh, preseason and, and training camp. Is it time to try, I mean, especially if we lose, you know, a couple more games. Is it try? Is it time to see Wyatt Davis at center? And, ah, and, dude, and see, I'm so torn on that. There? Yeah, I'm torn on that because, uh, you know, while, while Bradbury doesn't, he doesn't excel, especially in He's the pass rush. Okay, He's I mean, you can, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more blocking. Zone run blocking. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's outstanding. I was going to say, and when he gets out and he's pulling, right? And he's, and he's, and he, because he's athletic, he can do some things, right? There's, if, if we use him well schematically in certain situations, I think he's a value add in some areas. Overall, probably not. 
you know, Wyatt's a different athlete. So that's a different, that's a different center doing different things for this offense. How does that change what we do? You know, does that mean less toss sweeps? Does that mean more inside runs? Like Wyatt's a little bit different of a center. So I don't know if I'm, he's, he's still pretty athletic. I'm close, I'm, I'm close, but I don't know if I'm ready to pull the plug there yet. All right, Dave, uh, what, what are you most excited about? Damn it, Joseph. Just don't do that right now, man. You're, you're just going to get him off track. Well, he's talking Red River. I was wondering if Red River of the North, who do you oh have playing? Gosh. North Dakota against Minnesota? What? Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, I know which Red River he's talking about. There is uh, – Tanishka hit it. She talked about Justin Jefferson against some corner from 7-Eleven. I think it's all our wide receivers and tight end Conklin should have, and this reflects on Kirk Cousins, they should have a good game. That secondary of Detroit is not good. The only decent player they have is their one safety, Tracy Walker. Yep. Okay? Yep. Other than that... They should be able to run free, you know. And, yep. and, and if Kirk can see him, if Kirk has enough time, it could be a big day for, you know. It should be a artists. big day. It, it should, should be, be in theory. I, I, You know, to your point, you mentioned Conklin. That's the guy that, uh, you know, that was probably a close second for me was, you know, what can we do with Tyler? You know, we know Tyler Conklin's athletic, and we know that he was getting hyped up by Zimmer in the preseason that you know, we were expecting mm-hmm. him to see the big jump. I haven't seen the utilization from Conklin yet. I think this is the game to get him rolling, to get that confidence up. We we like you said, we we see the receivers and we see this secondary of, of Detroit. We know the receivers should cook, but Tyler Conklin has every opportunity as well to be able to cook here. And and uh, and and I'd like to see some more Conklin utilization, not just on like drag route stuff or like dump offs. I want to see him. I want to see him hit some seam stuff, right? I want to see if uh, if Kubiak can and get him more involved and get that confidence up. Uh, I think we could use that. Well, and I think a lot of it's Kirk Cousins. He talks about how does he build trust with the receiver, and he says they've got to do something. You know, he doesn't expect. I think um, I think Conklin has caught enough balls from him to earn that respect. It's just a matter of him looking th- for the reads. And hitting the right guy. And if it's Conklin, it's Conklin. And especially in a red zone because he's got his size. Um, if Adam Thielen's covered, hit Conklin. Right? Okay. Um, but that that comes down to play call. What What's his number of reads? And it's usually a left to right thing versus or a, a deep to shallow or shallow to deep versus this guy than this guy. You don't want your quarterback doing this all day. Um, he should... They should. This, like I said, should be the get-right game. And I'm looking for some offensive production in this game. That's what I'm excited about. I hope so. Absolutely. I really do. Uh, I hope so. I'll I'll throw mine in real quick just because I do know we should get to lightning round before we run out of time here. Um, My, my, you know, what I'm most excited to see is Kellen Mond taking the field against the Lions, uh, you know, second-teamers because – 
hopefully we're up so much that we're going to see those guys play. It's 45 so. to seven going into the fourth <laughs> exactly. quarter. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, quick shout out to some of the, the newcomers here. You know, there's some names I just don't quite recognize. So I'm excited that they're here. G Mac. Um, haven't seen the name before. It doesn't mean you haven't been here, but oh, welcome to the show. G-Mac's been here. Oh, has he? Yeah, I just, you know, there's the so many names so many. Dude, the disrespect. On. I'm sorry, G-Mac. Much respect. Uh, Jerry Prefer, uh, excited for you to be here. Nicholas, Boatwright. Um, obviously, Joseph, you're always my hype man in these shows, so I really appreciate you being on today. Um, all right, let's get the lightning round. We're going to skip the recap from last week just because um, we've already you know, got we're running, we're running short on time here. So, um First, first uh, lightning round item we're going to go is over under. Um, I'm going to give you guys some some information here. You say over under again. Let's try to keep it relatively quick. Stay, G Max. Stay. I, you know this will be fun. All right. Uh, do we have music this week, Dave? Yeah. Uh, thanks for reminding me. Here we go. I do want to turn that down. All right. Let's go, guys. All right. So Kirk Cousins. Oh, over under two and a half touchdown passes this week. Yeah, that's definitely over. Yeah, over. Over, over. All right. DeAndre Swift, 84 and a half total yards. He's averaging 85 right now. Uh, yeah, you know, I talked about Jamal Williams kind of being in play here. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna utilize him a lot more. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay under for this game, but I'm not saying that, you know, the eighty four and a half total between the two is impossible. I think it definitely is, but more Jamal Williams utilization. Sure. Dave? I think under. I think they hold him under 100 yards rushing. Oh, and just for the record, I'm over on Kirk Cousins, two and a half touchdowns as well, but I am over on DeAndre Swift. I think he has a good game. Viking sacks by somebody not named Daniel Hunter, one and a half. Can we get production from anyone else other than Daniel Hunter? Over on. Dude, I just, I I, got to see it, man. I got to see it to believe it. For this game, gosh, it pains me. I'm going to go under for this game. Yikes. Over. Everson. And we'll see Everson and Hunter do the double kick. Uh, Everson will get one, and we may even see one from the interior. Sheldon Richardson, even though he's looking his age, may step up, or Motherly, or even Wadham's do. Um, Yeah. Wadham flashes on occasion. I'm I'm gonna go the over as well, Dave. You know, I think you want him gets his first one, and uh, Tomlinson gets his first one as a Viking as well. Um, all right, now over under on Hunter getting over two sacks, just one, uh, one and a half himself. I think it's certainly possible. Uh, as as we mentioned, Panay's kind of struggling in his uh, in his first few games as an NFL rookie. If Panay isn't playing. Then Daniel Hunter's getting seventy sacks because there's nobody else on that team. There's nobody else in that team is going to be able to to contain him, even if they double him. It's just it's a lost cause. So uh, I'm going to go over. Over. Okay. Over. Over. I think Me it's going to be a big right. day, and everybody's going to say, "See, we're all right again. Everything's coming up rainbows that, and flowers." Gotta, gotta love that false hope, right, Dave? Yeah. All right. Last last over under Dalvin Cook total yards ninety eight and a half. Oh man, uh, Ryan. As I've as I've mentioned to you privately, I'm 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 worried about Dalvin. Um, I think that ankle's a little more serious than than even what's being reported. Um, I know he's going to want to try to play this game. I don't think he's going to get a full workload, so I can't I can't justify ninety eight and a half. So I'm going under. Under. Me too. I don't even know if he's going to play. 
Uh, if I'm, that I'm gonna go. ankle sprain is a high one, I don't think it is, or he wouldn't have tried playing before. Um, hey, he came back in in that last drive last week, though, and, and actually had one good run. Yeah, man, but he had some um, juice, and, man. He had some juice. He was like, yeah, dude, put the team yeah. on my back. I'm ready to take a, you know, I'm ready to do this for the team. He had some well, adrenaline we going. We got to do that. We're, we're, we're in, like, rider, like, we're ready to, like, blow up this whole entire organization if we don't win this game. So we need him to, I mean, we don't need him to play potentially, but like, well, he's going to want to play and, and get right here. I'm going to go over. Um, all, right. all right. We're going to go to buy sell here. Zimmer being head coach after 2021. Oh, first, let me go back to the running game. I hope we see Wang Chung. Uh, Wangu get some play as uh, <laughs> um, Kene Wangu. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. I want to see how he's going to be utilized, man. I'm excited to see. uh, If anything, trick plays. Yeah, right. Exactly. For sure. And 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 tie that in. So, all right, over or where are we? Buy sell. Buy sell. Buy sell. Um, Coach Zimmer being the head coach after 2021. You know, uh, just. I don't want to go down the rabbit trail, but where I see this team going this year, even if we get things realigned, I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if it's enough, and and I know fans are kind of we're, we're we're close. If if not, some of us are off board already. Um, I'll go a step further. I don't know if he makes the season, to be honest. Um, but we'll see where it goes. Hard, you're so hard, sell not gonna, hard sell. Yeah. Dave. Yep. No, I'm selling it. It's not going to be a good season. And hmm. I'm selling this faster than I sold AMC after I bought it way too late. Um, oh, cool. You sell stocks. Oh, that's so cool, dude. Yeah. I'm really, I'm All really right. Cool. All right. All right. Do we, uh, again, kind of going in the same light here, do we buy, sell the Vikings turning around their season at all? Again, uh, not to go down the rabbit trail where I think this is going, but like if we have a nine and eight season, eight and nine season, like that's not enough. Uh, can I can I push this? Can, can I push buy sell? Can I push? I don't know, man. No, it's I just, a buy or sell. Uh, well, I'll push uh, is part of that, but I'm, I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Pushing this whole thing because I, I, at the end of the day, it's uh, turning around a season means literally turning it around and having a different perception of what we see now versus what we're going to end we with. We can make a run. I mean, we've only lost three games. If we turn around the season, you know, we can again, still end. It, 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 it's not turning anything around. It is the exact same line we've been on for the majority of Zimmer's tenure. Now, so again, but the difference is a lot of those wins will come against good teams in the gauntlet set bomb portion of the season. Good point. The problem with Mike Zimmer is he generally beats the bad teams. Detroit should win. He should beat Detroit this weekend. Um, but he loses against good teams. We're going to hit a lot of those good teams come after the bye. If he gets a winning record, 9-7, and seven, if he gets to 10-7, ten and seven, that'd be miraculous. Yeah, these new things are. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, I would say that's a turnaround nine, of the season. Not, not of, like, expectations, but of the season itself, given the fact I, I'm going to sell this as well, though. I mean, I don't think he's I don't think we're going to do it. I think we're going to have, um, you know, we're, we might win this game. You know, we might win a couple of these other kind of easier, easier games. But I think we're really, um, you know, once we hit Balt- the Baltimore's of the world, we're, we're, we're not going to Dallas and uh, we won't. 
and LA. Dallas and, and all of them. Yeah. Absolutely. How about uh, Candace or being cor- Hold on. G Mac asked Bongo is on IR, isn't he? No, he's not. He's off IR. He's off everything. He is ready to play in it. And I would expect him to be on the 53 for Sunday and active. Especially with uh, um, um, Amir Smith Marset uh, kind of banged up, uh, we could definitely use his kick returning abilities. So, um, all right, Cam Dancer being cornerback too. Buy or sell? Yeah, I'm, I'm buying this year. Uh, uh, I, Breland is just like he's a step slow, and it's a consistent step or two slow. And I, and I want to give him a little bit of credit. I do think he's playing extremely banged up. Probably not to the point where we're reporting it as well as we should, but he's a step or two slow consistently. Cam is hungry. He's ready. He showed he could do it to a degree last year. Um, you know, he knows what it feels like to have that ripped away from him. Um, I think Cam's probably the the cornerback too for the rest of the season, in my opinion. I think he's going to get there. I would buy that. I don't know if he's there yet. For some reason, there's a love affair for Breland and Breland Breland makes big mental mistakes or there's communication errors. He's in the wrong spots. Um, and it's just, and yeah, I agree. He's a little slow and you can't have it. I think Dantzler's a little slower because he put on weight and I think he put on the wrong weight. Now Uh with play that weight comes off and he's getting better. You're seeing that. So I think, I think we're going to end up Dantzler starting Sooner than later, and I buy Dantzler. Yeah, I'm buying Dantzler as well. Uh, last buy sell, Barr solving the run game issues if return if he returns. I wish I had more to speak on this, but I'm selling it uh, just for the fact that I think our run game issues are deeper than than Anthony Barr. So okay. I'm selling sure. it. I'm going to buy. There's something about his knowledge and leadership when it comes to calling, getting the green dot back and calling the correct formation. When he's in there, our run game has been stiff. He hasn't been in there in the last two years, and it's sucked. So um, I'm going to pin my hopes on it. It may be a, a faulty purchase. You know, it's a gamble. Stocks can be a gamble. I'm buying yeah, I, I think I'm going to buy as well. Pretty low on this, but you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to throw a ton of money at it. But uh, definitely do that. Uh, here's a new quick little uh, segment to lightning round: real versus mirage. Um, basically, pick what's the real versus what was the mirage, right? So, mm. for the first example here, Kirk Cousins game one and four versus Kirk Cousins game two and three. What's real? What's the mirage? One and four versus two and three. Um, I'm not going to sit here and 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 uh, and look at last week as a real thing for Kirk. Right? There was more issues there than Kirk. I, I mean, I don't even know if I'd really put a lot of blame, if any, on Kirk. Um, I would. So I definitely think uh, you know, but but you know, talk about week one. Week one was what it was. There was a lot of undisciplined stuff there, right? Um, and we're, you know, this is there's there's some turnover on this team. We're still trying to figure it out in week one, but uh, I'm I'm probably leaning more towards two and three being uh, uh, what's uh, real, what's real, and 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 one and four being the mirage. Okay. 
Dave? Uh, Kirk Cousins, his whole career has been a roller coaster. He's got high highs and low lows. Uh, but for the most part, he's good. So the more real one would be two and three. All right. All right. All right. Let's go offensive line. Weeks one and four or two and three. What's real? What's the mirage? This is a good they one. Played well, they played uh, well to weeks two and three uh, for the most part. I go again. To- we have some. We have we have some outliers. You know, Clowney and 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 um, and Garrett are premier at, at what they do. Hey, uh, hey, maybe, but, you but, know, so, but so is Chandler Jones. Just came off a five sack game, and we mitigated him for the most part. I mean, so we played some good defensive ends that you know. Uh, that we are able to kind of stop at least for the most part, right? So, yeah, yeah, right, right. But 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 at the same time, too, you know, and, and Dave mentioned it, and I think it'd probably be echoed by a lot of Vikings fans. You know, the the the, the tackle positions, Rashad Hill. We just we need we need to be we need to be you know O'Neal is great, but the left side needs to be solidified one way or another. Um, I see more problems down the road. Even when you get Darisaw in there at the beginning, there's probably some rust. He's got to get in the game shape and get used to game speed. Um, so I probably say one and four or more the real version. Two and three maybe more the mirage. Okay. Uh, I disagree. I think two and three, there is improvement there. Whether Darisaw or Hill playing left tackle doesn't matter. I think there's improvement. You have Cleveland and Udo playing well. Yes, we went up against a very good, if not one of the best defensive lines in the league last week. Um, it was not good, but uh, I think for the most part, there will be improvement over that line. I'm taking games two and three is more indicative of what we will see in the future. Hey, Dave, good, real quick. Uh, Ryan Thompson, there's a guy named Ryan Thompson in the chat accusing right. me of being a Panthers fan. Uh, you know, that... Uh, that just needs to stop. I'm, 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 and we're not even close to being a Panthers fan over here. So, uh, Ryan Thompson. Eat that guy. Just, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, oh. we can just cut that out, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a buddy of ours. He's a buddy of ours. Thanks for tuning in, Tom. Uh, last last Real Mirage, Kubiak, one weeks one and four or two and three? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I thought week one for Kubiak was borderline tra- a travesty. Uh, I don't even know what that offensive game plan was, so I'm just calling that like a total week one fluke. Uh, since then, I think he's been pretty good. So uh, that week one alone, I don't want to believe that's real. If that's but, real... Well, what about week four? I mean, like, actually, I think the performance in week four was almost worse. Like, we it, I, granted, our offensive line really sucked, but... He didn't help them. Like he didn't run more motions. He we were in. Uh, he tried back, though. Back pass game. I mean, uh, I was going to say there were there were at least attempts. There, there were at least some attempts. Um, uh, you know, again, they were coming not only with not on the edges, dude, but like you know, they were coming with delayed blitzes and things that were really the confusing the offensive line Still. protections. Uh, and and so and I, I think that's probably more on uh, on uh, is it Rauscher? I forget the offensive line coach because we've had like we've had Phil like eight offensive line coaches uh, in the last two years. But um, uh, Kubiak has done he's done admirable. Um, I, I you know one of the things coming into the season was I wanted to see something uh, a little bit more modernized from 
what his dad was doing. And, and again, week one, I was like, if this is what it's going to be, we're toast. Um, but, but, um, I think he since corrected it last week was just brutal on so many ends. Um, but there were protection issues more. So I think that landed on the offensive line side more so than Kubiak side. So to answer, um, I think weeks one and four, probably more of a mirage two and three closer to what, what we're getting from, from Kubiak. Cool. I think he's going to get better game after game. Yeah, I, I, what I've seen is showing promise here, for sure. Um, headline game real quick, uh, and then we'll go into predictions. Uh, so, Crockett, I'll get, since you're the guest here, well, I'll give you a choice. Headline game, essentially, I'm going to give you a headline. You tell me what happened to cause that headline in the Star Tribune. Okay, um, You can choose from this is too hot or what's next. Oh, this is too hot. Okay. What's the headline? Or what, what caused that headline? Uh, somebody spilled coffee on their lap again and is trying to sue someone. Supposed to you know, be Vikings related. I heard Star Tribune. I think news, man. I'm thinking, okay, this yeah, is too hot. Sports section. Yeah, because, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I'm not familiar God. with this segment. So let me, let me get a rebuttal guy. here. This is too hot. Um, oof. Um, uh, Justin Jefferson's gritty? Okay. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I mean he, he's, perfect, he's perfected it, man. I mean, like, people are trying to replicate it, and you just can't do it. It's too hot. <laughs> there, there we go. Dave? Dave, uh, you got the other one here. What's uh, next? What's next? Vikings rebound, score 45 points. What's next? Ooh, so just like confident, like let's go into that Panthers game. What's next? We got it. All right, I love it. I love it. I would have went negative with both of those. Too hot, Zimmer, Zimmer's hot seat. And what's next? Who's who's the next coach after Zimmer? But um, I, I appreciate the positivity, guys. All right, all right, prediction. All right, so right now we're sitting. I'm a genius and everyone else is dumb because I'm three and one. <laughs> I'm three and one in the prediction segment. Dave, you're sitting at one and three. Yeah, that's except bad. for uh, yeah, except for you're kind of calling. You're 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 purposely. I've been getting sacrificing. Stuff. You're sacrificing and it just good for the on opposite. one game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Matt sitting at one and three, and then our guests on the show are two and two right now. So, Crockett, prediction for the game. What we want is total score. Who wins? Who loses? I'm torn between what I think is going to happen and, and, and what history tells us is going to happen. Um, Oh, you forgot the the want to happen. Yeah. You know, my wants don't Trump. I I try to think logically Ryan just, there's too much fandom in his predictions, man. Like I can't really take them seriously. So um, I got to have to balance it out with some logical reasoning. I think, I think, um, Dave, you mentioned it, right? Like, and I think anybody that knows the NFL knows that Detroit just isn't good. So, I don't expect this to be close. Um, 38-17 Vikings win. Love it. Dave? Um, I am not sacrificing. Detroit is bad. Vikings should win this one, scoring at least 35 points. I'm giving them 35 
And I'm giving Detroit held to 14. Wow. Max. All right. Do you have Matt's prediction? I think you said you have I Matt's do have well. Matt's prediction. Thank you for asking. Hold on a second, and we'll bring him in. Here we go. What's up, Ryan? And it's not hey, showing. Viking Absolutely wonderful. I am on my way back. <laughs> Hold on. But I wanted to we make can sure hear that I got, uh, got my prediction in for this week before, before Sunday's game. Uh, and so Vikings right the ship. Uh, the offense kind of sputtered last week. Uh, defense played solid. But come on. It's the Lions. We got this. Uh, pretty convincing victory uh, for me. I'm going to go 30 to. 16 Vikings victory. 30 16. All right. So we, we all have at least double digit uh, uh double, double digit scores here for the win. Um God, I and 30 plus points. Negative. I hate I being love a double doink here. Yes, double doink. That would 62, be wonderful. Three. Yeah, that would be great. Um I, I'm gonna say the Vikings win this one as well. Um, I'll also go with like a 35 points, but I think it's a little closer. Um, I'm going to say 35, 27. Oh, oh, defense better play I, can't, better I won't that. be able to handle it. I won't be able to handle here, it. My here, heart will give here's, up. A, here's the thing is I agree. We should just rock them. They, uh, I think it was the Rams. They're week close. One. They, they, they like where they came back at the end of the game. It was only a one touchdown game. They almost beat the Ravens. If it weren't for a 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker, they would have beat the Ravens. Um, they were close in one other game. I know they got kind of blown out last week, but I I don't think we're a good enough team to blow them out, and I think that it will be, and since it's a rivalry game, so to speak, um, in-division game, I think it's going to be a tough-fought game. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say 35-27. We'll still win, though. We'll still win. All right. All right, with that, that concludes the show. We're a little long this week. I apologize. I need to get better at this hosting thing and cutting cutting you guys off from rambling so much. Uh, but you know, I appreciate everyone dropping in. I uh, appreciate all the uh, all the comments here. Really, you know, we're we're nothing without the fans here. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, this week, we still got left on the docket. Vikings hot takes with Flip Mozzie and Eric Thompson. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tomorrow night at halftime of the game. Make sure you tune into that. It's a 20-minute show, um, so much less than this one. Uh, a lot of fun. They go over a lot of great topics. Saturday, we have two old bloggers with Dave. And Dave, what's your co-host name again? Darren Campbell or Darren. Soup, Darren, if you yes. want to call him that. Soup. Darren Campbell. And then, of course, on Sunday, immediately following the final whistle, we have um, we have our post-game show with Dave. Uh, Dave, I don't know who's on with you this week. I can't remember. I think Matt's Oh, on, it, so. should be, it should be all four of the regulars. Jason Brown, uh, Flip Mozzie, and Matt Anderson should be back from his road trip to join me discussing that marvelous, fantastic Vikings victory. Oh, perfect! I love it. And Joe, I have I have to do it. I, I don't host often. Joe's asking. For, Joseph's asking for a sooner score prediction. We're Joe, what are you stomp. doing, man? What are you horns, doing? Horns down. We're gonna stomp Texas this week. Find get. Don't this enable this back. guy. Get this monkey off for back because we've been playing like horseshit on offense. Uh, defense has been playing well. We're gonna win that game, thirty-eight to seventeen, and we're gonna we're, horns down, baby. Let's go! But. Honestly, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Catch our other shows this week. 
Skull, baby. Let's go, Dave. Thank Take you. It. Skull, everyone. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Baby.